As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's right. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody. For whoever wants to listen, I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined remotely by Ella Shooter Magooder. What's up, dude? A little remote record session. It's officially, yeah, well, it's the end of August, but it's officially vacation season because you're down the shore. We're recording here. Uh, I'm on vacation for the next week, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, what are you I took do off with your vacay. Uh, I so I actually kind of forgot that I even had it. It's funny because I was talking about this today with somebody at work. I uh, I hated the things that were going on at work with them wanting us in the office. So I just looked at my PTO and I'm like, oh my god, I've got so much time accrued because I never take time off. So I took a strategic end of the month and then right into Labor Day. But I also forgot that I took off Friday. I don't know why I threw that in there. Just kind of fun. Just like starts the weekend off right. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm out of the office for like 11 days. So you're gonna oh, get you're a happy tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow, and I will not be back in until after Labor Day. So I, you're gonna get a happy shooter for like 11, 12 days, and then you might get a miserable shooter that start of September. But you know, it's fine. You know, it's, Can it's I be honest great. with you? What? I'm kind of looking forward to miserable September shooter because I think uh, he's gonna be great for the podcast. <laughs> he's gonna be great for the podcast, but honestly, you'll get it for a week. Because then football season starts anyway, so it really doesn't oh matter. God, I know. Like I it's going to be the perfect storm. It is. That's it. You timed it up well. You'll have like one or two miserable days of like reality setting in, and then it's bird season, and nothing yeah. else matters during the bird season. So no, truly nothing else. But yeah, I'll get some golf and some beach time in. So you know how it goes. Love that. Well, I'm down the shore, right? As you can tell by the aesthetic in the room, uh, I am down the shore. <laughs> the wave. <laughs> I love the wave crashing. What is that? A lighthouse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know you're down the shore when you've got a lighthouse. If I flip the camera around, there's like three more lighthouses. There's just an oar on the wall. There's two fake fish. Yep. You know, standard standard shore red below. <laughs> we, we talked about this. I think it was during Jersey. Um, and Jen and Bill had bought their new house. and They didn't take any of the decor down. So we talked about, I think we went into great oh, yeah. detail, about how pretty much every Jersey shore house is decorated the exact same way. And they all have the same paintings and all the same, like, random ores as you said putting like randomly on the wall i would love to know like or just i would love the idea or premise of the i like jesus christ of the fact like <laughs> if there's just one person or company that just does all the interior designing for all the shore points like everybody knows it it's like oh yeah that that's tommy and sue tommy and sue do all the houses down the shore <laughs> and they are billionaires multi-multi-billionaires yeah, multi-billionaires and they just have an entire showroom full of oars pictures of lighthouses and miscellaneous fish but all about it we could do this all day but let's get into it uh, i actually forgot that we were recording the podcast i thought we were just talking so you know like our, our pre-show when we just shoot the shit for a while <laughs> sometimes we do that yeah it's always funny like when we do the remote ones we talked about this before for whatever reason we're way more on point for remote sessions where oh. we don't like drag and we don't like get hung up on things or have to cut things out because we went down a tangent that makes no sense and we don't really cut that much i mean we're breaking the fourth wall here we really don't cut that much to begin with but for whatever reason once the lights turn on for the remote sessions, we're just there. 
yeah, all the lights that turn on for the remote session. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's get on figurative lights. Figurative lights. Uh, let's get into Rose and Thorn. I feel like we've covered the news for the week. It was mainly the Bethany Frankel stuff. I, yeah. if you want to hear it, go back and listen to our episodes regarding that. I can't talk about her anymore because I'm sure some more shit's gonna pop <laughs> off. We're gonna have to discuss it again. There's no way it's over, but I would like to just move on. <laughs> get that's into fair. Rose and I think Thorn. That's fair. Well, so why that's don't you? Funny... Well, yeah, you, we're not really moving on because the roses and thorns are pretty much all about the Bethany thing anyway. That's a good point. So let's get it out of the way and then we can start there talking about other shows. So why okay. don't you get us started there, pal? Fair enough. Um, so I'm going to start off with my rose. My rose. There was a lot of lot to choose from. A lot of people were feeling the love this week thanks to the episode that you dropped last week about your sobriety. Yeah, uh, cool. So it's it's, you know, obviously... I could throw a rose out there and just say, thanks everybody for supporting my friend steel. That's really Aww. nice. That's, That's really nice. cute. Isn't that nice? Okay. You're so cute. Oh, <laughs> um, no, no, I'm going to throw my rose out there. It was a, um, uh, review that we got on Apple, uh, from Sally with a couple of numbers after her name. She's a day one listener. And we always love to hear from the day one listeners because I can't imagine being a day one listener to the show and getting to the point of like now a year later, and seeing obviously like how many more people are commenting and how many more people are kind of leaving reviews, it would probably infuriate me because I'd be like, no, 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 this is my show. These are I my know guys. these guys. These are my guys. You said you're 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 a brav bro G. We know who you are, and we appreciate yeah. it. Don't worry, you're on you're in a different tier. We understand. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Sally said that I've been listening to the Brav Bros since the beginning. I've laughed along and enjoyed listening to you guys, and then goes into thanking you for dropping that episode last week. Which, like I said, all the roses this week—it's really tough to not see a yeah, little no, snippet about last week and how much they supported it. So, I mean, it's still really cool, obviously. So that's you know that's great, and we always love the day ones. Uh, the roses, a lot to choose, or the thorns rather, a lot to choose from the thorns this week. Um, I s- sincerely cannot wrap my head around these people that <laughs> are supporting Raquel. Like the Bethany thing, like I, it's funny. I, I, if you're listening now, I know I got a lot of heat for last week. I was truly just trying to support the other side just to see. And I actually kind of came out supporting Bethany for some reason. Um, but you know, it was fun to just kind of poke the bear with steel. And I saw a couple of comments in there that were talking about how, you know, a true friend wouldn't really poke the bear like that. He really wouldn't try to get you riled up. Like, first off, fuck you. You have yeah. no idea what our <laughs> dynamic is with our friendship. No. We've been friends for almost 20 years. You can go to hell. I, yeah. Just because you don't like to have fun with your friends and you guys just sit around talking about politics or whatever the <laughs> fuck you're doing. I don't know. Loser friends. <laughs> bunch of weirdos. You just don't, don't have you, fun. You're going after their whole friend group. Yeah, no, the whole friend group. Bunch of losers. Anyway, uh, we get a comment on TikTok uh, referring to the Bethany and Raquel interview. And this one said, how can you guys sit there and annihilate her and say, yeah, Tom was bad, but in an absolute disgrace, you guys are actually misogynist. Oh, wow. I saw this one. I saw this yeah. one today. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really like understand. Like, We did say that, and we did say, I feel like the focal point of the interview was, okay, here's what we're presented with. Raquel's the one talking, so we're going to spend 95% of the time talking about Raquel. I but know. even within that 95%, we were still alluding to the fact that Tom's getting off easy and we need to go after Tom more. So that clearly just shows that you didn't listen to the whole fucking podcast. You listen to one little snippet. And in that snippet, I said, yeah, Tom was bad. But there's another side to this. And it's Raquel. Sorry. Yeah. There's two sides to this. They're both terrible. We're focusing on the Raquel side of it. Get over yourself. Not to mention. Lovely. When 
when, when <laughs> this shit all came out, like he did the Howie interview, right? Yeah. He talked about the Howie interview at nauseum. We, yeah, went we ripped after him apart. Him. Yeah. Yeah. We tore him a new asshole. So this was the Rachel and Bethany interview. So we talked about it. That's my whole thing with everyone that commented on that. We and all the people that said, like, you guys are doing the same thing. Like, you're just trying to follow suit with Bethany. You're trying to get clicks, blah, blah, blah. Our job is to talk about the current events with reality TV. It's what we're paid to do. It's why we started this as a hobby, because we love to talk about it. It was the number one podcast in the world, in the world, across Earth. So of course Earth. we have to comment on it. Like we like we have to talk about it. We don't have a choice. There's no options. We don't want to talk about Bethany anymore. We don't like Bethany. It's not fun. No. We have to comment. No, we're done with it. So, yes, we have to comment yeah, on it. it. But also the other people that talk about how we just try to do things for clicks. We have never once tried to do no. anything for clicks. What no. we do here and how we talk and the way that we talk and pretty much all of our opinions are directly in line with what you're going to get from me if you saw me out at a bar talking about the Eagles. This is how we talk to each other. Fucking anything. Talking about movies. Like this is Mm -hmm. everything that you're going to get is the same way. There is in this industry a lot of podcasts that think, wow, we're just going to lean into like the toxic side of it. We're going to with Jersey specifically, we're going to support Teresa because we know that a lot of people are going to come after us. We're going to support Melissa because a lot of people are going to come after us. And I get it. Like, I understand that's how this world operates. Like, yes, you're going to get more clicks. But what you're getting from us is authenticity. This is actually who we are. So. Yeah, so get over it. <laughs> I love that. Love that. Uh, I'm going with my thorn first. And I could do one. It was, And I think that this person woke up this morning and realized that they maybe had too much to drink last night and deleted all of their comments from last night. And I'm not going to give it much more air than that. Was it Shannon Bedore? <laughs> no, it was somebody <laughs> commenting on my sobriety video and I was waiting for somebody. I was waiting for it and somebody finally did. And it oh, was along no lines of like, this dude hasn't been sober for five years. He's been podcast famous for a year and a half and goes on to like try to tear me down that I'm not actually like that. My story was embellished or a lie or something along those lines. I'm not going to give it the time of day. That would be the easy thorn. My actual thorn is this. This one's really funny and I couldn't find it on TikTok because we got so many comments on TikTok from the Bethany stuff. But somebody commented, and to your point, what you were saying earlier, for people that didn't understand what Shooter's goal was with the first Bethany podcast, the minute he opened his stupid mouth, I knew what he was doing. He was trying <laughs> to gaslight me to get a rise out of me. That's the stance he took. And he did. And it's funny. And I think it's hilarious. And he knows it gets a rise out of me. You are audience for whatever weird reason you like when I go on rants and you like when I lose years off of my life from stress. So that's what he was doing. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a funny approach and I thought it produced a really good episode. Now, somebody on TikTok commented, they called you like shooty McPooper poopy yep. pants or something yep. like that. Poop, poopy <laughs> McPooper pants. <laughs> yeah. And they were saying that you're a closet narcissist and that, Nobody should want a friend whose goal is to stress you out and get you amped up and riled up. That doesn't sound like a real <laughs> friend. And to which I commented. And by the way, they after that, they wrote hashtag team steal. This is somebody in support of me heavily. <laughs> and because I am who I am, I'm like, hey, you don't say that about my friend. Only I say that about my friend. 
asshole. How am I so closet narcissist in this whole thing, though? That's the I worst part. Like, was I talking about myself at all? No, I was just poking the bear and having some fun. Yeah. Well, she she went on to comment like five more times explaining why you were a shitty friend and why I should not be friends with you. <laughs> I defended you the entire time because I love you. <laughs> um, but let me tell you, I got my eye on you, pal. Now that I know, now that somebody pointed out that you're a closet narcissist. Oh, yeah. Dude, keep an my, eye out. Um, my rose is this, and this might be an all-time. This is a top three rose for me. Mm-hmm. And I could take the easy route, like you said. There was a let me let me do an all-encompassing rose first for everybody that reached out with their own stories, with uh, words of encouragement, with just support for me sharing my story and how it resonated with you. Um, there's a lot of people that have not gone through addiction. That still, they said that something in my story hit home for them. It was it was an amazing week of emails and messages and if i haven't gotten to yours yet and you reached out i promise you i'm going to get to it i'm trying to answer everybody i was hit with a flood of amazing messages so if you haven't heard back i promise you i'll get there i'm trying to answer everybody you took the time to reach out to me after my story i'm trying to do the same so just hang tight i'll get to you i promise but that's my all-encompassing rose my actual rose my top three of all time Okay, and this comes from Diana Nicole. (laughs) The title of the review is Said I'd Unfollow. And this is the review, which I did, but I'm still listening. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I don't want to support you, but I still am supporting you. You don't have my follow, but you have my ears. That's what I got. I think we may have talked about this last week. I don't know. We have done a lot of And you reminded me that we're not doing Rose and Thorn because it's our midweek episode. And I sent you a screenshot of that and said, thanks, question mark. I don't know what your your, uh, approach there is, Diane and Nicole. Said I didn't follow, which I did. Still listening. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't understand you. (laughs) Maybe she unfollowed us on socials and didn't want to see the things that we were talking about anymore, but likes to hear us. I don't maybe know. we've got really maybe we're radio voices and we just, I, we know we have good radio voices. Maybe we have really good radio voices and she just doesn't care for the scenery. She's not actually listening to the content. She just wants to hear the the voices. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's like I don't know. It was a very confusing review. I I'm confused. <laughs> You're confused. All timer. All time rose. So thank you, Diana Nicole, for <laughs> not following, but still listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's move right into uh, Atlanta. And we didn't do Atlanta last week because of the Bethany stuff. But this week, it was centered around Sheree's sip and see. Uh, it was a party for Mecca, her granddaughter, or sorry, her glam daughter, because she's a glam. Uh, does that extend to Does that extend to Mecca, like as a glam daughter? I think it's a just glam, glam daughter. No, she said glam daughter. Oh, she did. Okay, right. yeah, she. All that's right. the only reason I said it. it. Yeah, because I don't All think right. glam daughter flows as well as glam ma. It does. Um, we start the episode out. Kenya is talking to Cynthia, and this is just a quick one-liner because Cynthia is divorced officially, and she says that she has been married and divorced before Kenya could even finalize her divorce. I don't understand what's taking so long. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I think that we need to dive into that more as a community. <laughs> just, yeah, we need we need more information on that one. We do. The next scene quickly is just uh, Sharon. And Marlo, Sharon is Marlo's therapist, and they're discussing. And the only reason I want to highlight this, I feel like Marlo gets a lot of shit from me as well. But when it comes to her kids and when it comes to what she does for foster children, 
she's a stand-up lady. Like, I like that she takes the time to talk to her therapist about bringing Scott Lee around and not just bringing him into the fold. Like, yep. she actually takes the time. She's never been a mother before these two teenage boys were dropped onto her doorstep because of her sister. But she actually does the work to be a good mother and not just wing it and not just be like, oh, I'm going to bring my boyfriend around. Like, that's props. She gets props. That's what every every scene that we get with Marlo, when it's in a individual setting or when she's with her family, I truly like her i truly feel that she's a good person i feel like she's trying hard and then when you throw her around the other women it's like what are you doing like what yeah, like, yeah, I, and she's and she's so unapologetic in the moment and obviously you know the next day maybe she talks to her life coach or therapist or whatever and then she kind of rescinds some of the things that she says i, I mean look i i don't know what she is and we have this discussion a lot with the women on these shows like are they actually friends are they actually that close and obviously some of them are I don't think Marla is really friends with anyone. Like maybe Sheree, like a little bit here or there, maybe. and maybe getting a little closer to with each other. Yeah, and that's really it. Because every indication that we get of Marlo is she's trying to do what's right in her life by her family and those closest to her. And as you grow older, you do what's right by your family and those closest to you. And that's pretty much it. You don't really care about the auxiliary people. And I think that's kind of the vibe that we get. And that's, I mean, I, look, I like Marlo a lot. I think that she's great. I think she brings a lot to the show, especially. And that's more kind of what i want to see from her i want to see those moments and maybe i'd like to see her warm up to a couple of the people on the show maybe have a couple of real moments with them instead of just like poking the bear and fighting with them all the time i think maybe other people would come around to her i just wish that people would see more of this marlo you know yeah yeah not just behind closed doors with one-on-ones i see what yeah. you're saying yep but um from there we get sonya and ross and it turns out that sonya is pregnant now and this is also alluding to scenes from next week that we get at the end of the episode, but she brings Deuce with her and Deuce is a five-year-old and she is only five weeks pregnant. We come to find out and I'm not here to tell any mother what to do. I'm not here to tell any mother how to announce their pregnancy as a father in that moment. I'm like, Ooh, it's just a little early. You know, there's a lot that can happen in early term pregnancy. There's a lot of question marks. It's usually like the general rule of thumb there is after the first trimester is when you tell people. So like okay. 90 days in, that's kind of the, the safe rule because after the first trimester, things tend to get a little bit less questionable. There's not, okay. it doesn't mean that something can't happen. It just means you've gotten I through. Like, I the didn't first know hurdle. this. So you're giving me some yeah. information. There you go. So that, I, that's the general rule is wait till after the first trimester. Then it's safe to kind of tell everybody. Most people will tell family members like after the first six weeks. Uh, but like the general public usually finds out after the first trimester. Okay. As far as telling your five-year-old, I don't know. That just seems, it seems like, well, it's she harder. did. She already told him because she already had the whole moment with her family coming over and then her and Ross did the whole this was in the last episode. Her and Ross did the whole shirt reveal where it said yeah, we're no, pregnant, even though it was backwards. She told the entire group of friends. Yeah, I, I do understand what where you're coming from. Maybe don't tell the five year old because everybody else is gonna understand, like, all right, if there is complications and something happens, right. they get it. They understand they're adults, they've been through it, they've been around people that have also been through it. So yeah, no, I, I fully understand that. Um I mean, look, I, she told him last week. So, you know, what's the harm in kind of making it a little bit more real and bringing him to the ultrasounds? And I, agree I don't with know. That, but it just like, um, you see the, I get it. Yeah. the doctor's reaction, too, was like, what? This isn't a pediatrician's office. And the right. next one was like, how old is Deuce? Like, what are we doing here? And I don't know. And again, I'm sure that Sonia was so excited and I'm not faulting her by any means. That's not what I'm trying to do. It just, 
it was an interesting scene for me, but okay, fair enough. Moving on, we get to, um, and we'll talk about the pass. I, I might just like lump it all in together because we go back to the the movie shoot multiple times throughout. This yeah, that's episode. fine. It's yeah, like, just keep all the movie shoot stuff together. So we'll get to the pass in a little bit. I want to talk about Candy brings up Courtney again, and I'm I'm so confused about this whole thing. I don't understand. Courtney did not call Drew a bitch. Courtney no, she pointed at Sonia and said, this bitch. Yeah. I don't get one. These women say much worse things about each other frequently. Bitch is not that big of a deal. Why are we still dragging this out? Why is it so important for Drew to differentiate between Courtney and my cousin, Courtney? Like She hasn't slighted you that hard, and she didn't even no. call you. It, honestly, I feel like the biggest perpetrator from that whole night that we got to see was Candy. Like she's the one who didn't back down from the whole you made out with her thing. Like that's, she didn't want to be called a liar. Yeah, and and that's entirely fine because that's directly within Candy's character. That's exactly who she is. But I think that I, I look. I mean, I think that we're alluding to more of the I don't know where I am with Ralph, and we get a scene with Ralph later where it's a lot. It's a lot more uncomfortable with her in the trailer. And oh, you maybe think her, she's kind her of, opinion on Courtney is a reflection of how she yes, is with Ralph? Oh, thousand percent. Yeah, because she focused a lot on Candy and then all of a sudden something that seems innocuous where it's Courtney talking. And I guess it's the video that Magneta took, not the one that Marlo took, although it doesn't really matter. And yeah, I agree. She clearly, very clearly points at Sonya and says this bitch over here, which we've heard before. And Marlo even said like last week or the week before. And I say bitch every five minutes when I'm talking about anybody. I just say this bitch over here, this bitch over there. Like, that's just kind of how I talk. I think there's more focus being put on the fact that Courtney immediately afterwards says that I, I don't say bitch. I've never said that before. It just you do, you know, just say that you do. Which and I don't fine. think that it would be just be like, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was talking about this bitch over here, Sonia, not this bitch over here or not this bitch over here, Drew or whatever. It It just seems stupid. And I think that Drew is now over it or maybe Drew has realized. That she doesn't want to burn Candy. She doesn't want to burn Kenya because those are her friends. Her She doesn't want to burn Magneta. So she's just kind of like taking the lowest hanging fruit, which, you know, you're not going to get anywhere with Marlo. Marlo doesn't give a shit. And she's going after Courtney byproduct of how she feels with Ralph. I think that's okay. kind of what I'm reading into it. I like that. I can get on board with that. Moving on. Um, this is when I want to jump in. I wanted to talk about that first. Now let's lump all of the past scenes together. Uh mm -hmm. So the first one that we get is they're discussing the sex scene. And um, as they're discussing the sex scene, I think it's interesting that every time that Drew talks about it, she has to emphasize over and over and over again that she's not attracted to women. Like, you can't yeah, say Yeah, it's it almost enough. like an overcorrection. I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. It. We get it. You don't want people to think you hooked up with Latoya, so you're going to keep yeah. hammering it home that you're not into ladies. We got it, Drew. But and you're we get not more out of that. Favors. I, I feel like we get a little bit more out of that when she's doubling down in the sense that she's talking about it before the scene when she's sitting around with Candy and Todd and the Magneta comes in and she's pretty much just telling everybody like, yeah, I'm going to have a hard time. Like, I'm not attracted to women. And then we get the confessional, which happens weeks later. And she's still doubling down on that. Like, I'm going to have a really hard time getting into this scene because I'm not attracted to women. Okay. In the same breath, you're saying, I don't really want to do something like this ever again. I, you know, lifetime or higher for me. Lifetime That's the only thing higher. I want to do, which is so funny. What a weird dig to take and Heather and Todd. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, this is the whole thing. This is exactly what fucking happened with Heather Dubrow. 
just be grateful that you were given a chance. You haven't really done anything. Get your feet wet. Have some fun. See what happens. Get a paycheck. Don't You're getting on the people paid. that are paying don't you. Don't shit for it. Yeah. Maybe don't behind closed doors. <laughs> don't shit for it. Behind closed doors, if you want to talk to Ralph or you want to talk to somebody in your family and be like, yeah, you know, this is kind of beneath me. But you know what? Uh, what am I going to do? Whatever. Don't do it on the show. Everybody's going to no. see it. That's so stupid. You're talking to Danny. Who, yeah, who's he, in there like reading lines with you. And I fucking hate Ralph. I hate him so much. And he comes in, first of all, when he walks into that trailer, he doesn't look good. You look like shit. The sweater's too small. It's way too small for you. And since you body shamed this poor man who's reading lines with your wife, you walk in and go, can you squeeze out of there, buddy? Like, what a dick move. Like, yeah, leave that poor just, man alone. Completely uncalled for it. I think that's just who Ralph is. I don't think that that's like any sort of aggravation from his marriage going out. No, I like, think deflecting that he other people. In. I think he's just an asshole. No, see what I think? I think he walked in and saw another man in the trailer with Drew and had to be like, like, put him down in front of her. Be like, okay, let me get this this guy out of here. Can you squeeze out of there, big fella? Like, dude, fuck you. By what the way, would he have done he if there was in... another woman in there? You guys probably said out? I want to watch <laughs> because that's all he talked about in that scene. It was crazy I could not tell if he wanted to, if he was like getting off on the idea of Drew doing it or if he Both. was digging deeper because he was like, Oh yeah, oh. what are you a lesbian? Like, what's going on here? I hear what's going on with Latoya. Like, this is all, and this seems to be the whole crux, at least for the scenes that we get for the rest of the season. That seems to be the whole crux of their marriage falling apart, at least from Ralph's eyes. Is you hooked up with Latoya? Like, I think you like women. So I couldn't tell if he was getting off on the fact that this was going on, or which I think is fine, by the way. Like, if if you're like enjoying that and you're like, oh, that's kind of hot. I really like that. Good, great, awesome. But if you're trying to put her down in the same sentence, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind no, of weird. It comes off weird and she gets uncomfortable. And yeah, which is so. like, you are absolutely. her husband and you just made her uncomfortable, you idiot. And by the way, you haven't asked her about the movie once. Then you find out that there's a woman going down on her. And now you're like, oh, wait, what's up? Like, that's yeah. fucking gross. Like, you're yeah. her husband and you still come off gross. Nice job. And yeah. again, you look like shit, buddy. You have a beer gut in that sweater. <laughs> you don't look healthy. You don't look like you're in shape. You're puffy, bloated, and you look like ass. You're going to fucking make fun of my guy, Danny, who was reading lines of being sweet to your wife. Get the fuck yep. out of here, Ralph. I hope he trips out of the trailer and knocks his front teeth out. But let's move on. We get to the actual, the party party. And this is for, it's for Mecca, Sheree Sheree says, but we all know it's for Sheree. It's so that she can show off, yeah. which is fine. And she, but she does like, she goes all out. I, I would imagine that party had to cost at least, at least 25 grand. Yeah, I mean, you can tell even when Kenya walks in and she says, those balloons alone are a couple thousand dollars. You're spending yeah. a couple grand on balloons. And then there's also like actual flower arrangements, like that throne of flowers that she walked out to was wild. That's another oh, couple. And, like Between that and not even including food and Bev, shout out Craig. Food and Bev, There's Craig. a lot going out there. There's a lot of money going out there. And are you setting a precedence for the next grandchild? Or is this just like, this is I my first one? First yeah. one. Yeah. First one show out. Joke, I don't really joke. have a problem with it. I don't care. That's I don't. Fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I I liked it. It was just like it was a funny premise. Like, oh, yeah. it's my sip and see party. Come see my granddaughter. And boom, look at all this shit. But yeah, let's talk about some of the stuff that happened at the party. I want to talk about Bob first. So Bob is Sheree's ex, yep. and they have two children together. <laughs> together, they have two children. Yes, <laughs> he has two children, not with her that she is aware of. He shows up with a younger woman. And nobody knows if it's his daughter or his girlfriend. Sheree, who is married and has children with this man, comes to find out that he has a. She's at least 25. 
at least not 30. Like there's no telling how old this woman is. She goes up and says, Oh, I'm Bob's daughter. And I was floored. Like, how do you such a, such a random (laughs) twist. Like I, and obviously not knowing the rest of their family members when they're showing the picture, I'm like, which one are they talking about? Like, is it him? And then they're like, no, she's standing right in front of him. Like, okay, thank you for that little Intel. And yeah, when we came to find that out, I'm like, what is going on? Like, how That's does crazy. she introduced herself to Sheree as Bob's daughter? It's like, wait, what? Well, I'm like, Bob's ex-wife. Never heard of you. Nice to meet you. And then yeah. when Bob is questioned, he goes, here's your stepmommy, Sheree. It's like, no, you owe her an explanation, sir. I don't care how much of a piece of shit you were. And, and uh, Dev filled me in on their past. And he, he's not a great dude. No. But in that moment, you're at her party. Explain to her. And I do like that, you know, his his third daughter was like, yeah, I've been hanging out with your kids. Like, they know me. They've been so nice to me. They've been nothing but nice. Like, that is great. Great. Not my place to say. Bob, you got some explaining to do, buddy. Like, that's not, it's just not cool. Especially no, at her party. Not. Yeah. And, and even when she starts talking, she's like, yeah, I've been really thankful to be hanging out with Bob's other daughters. There's got to be some sort of like crossover where maybe one of Sheree's like kids that she actually talks to knew about it. And yeah, why just is no deci- one telling her? Just decided not to tell her. You know what? That's we're not gonna point. we're not gonna open Pandora's box on this one. Let's just leave it. What What are the chances that she ever sees her anyway? Who cares? And Oops. then you have this whole big party, and she shows up at your house. That's a big twist for everybody involved. Like, uh, we're gonna act like we had no idea what was going on. It's just that was crazy. That but was the awesome. next thing yeah, I want to talk about is. Kenya and Martel finally have a conversation after we saw them get into it at a party. That was like episode two, I think. That was way back. Yeah, yeah. But I also, before that, Kenya shows up to this party and gets out of the car. And the woman taking names for who's, I guess it's a list, like invite-only party. I don't know. But she pulls out the clipboard and says, and what's your name to Kenya? And Kenya goes, Kenya Moore, you should know that. No, you're not that famous. You're not that famous in which people just know who you, unless you are a Bravo fan or a Dancing with the Stars fan, nobody knows who you are. And I don't get why she walks around like she is the biggest celebrity on earth. Why should that woman know who you are? The poor woman just trying to do her job. Like, who cares? And then you, then you have like an off-putting laugh as you walk away. You should know who I am. Ha 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 ha. No, that's rude. You're rude. She doesn't. She's doing her job. Kenya, she is doing her job. And you just belittled her. Yep. I hate it. I can't stand it. But the Kenyan Martell discussion sucks because Martell at least apologizes. And yeah, he was out of line when that all went down. He he got way he got too way loud. too aggro. Yeah. Yeah. It was just he shouldn't have came at it like that. I understand he was defending himself and Kenya tried to drag him. And also Kenya had selective word choice. She said he DM'd me at least six months ago. It turns out to be two plus years. Massive difference. So do I understand why he got amped up? Totally. 100%. Do I understand him apologizing for it? 100. Totally percent. Like, totally get it. 100 totally percent. Good 100 job. totally. Totally percent. But Kenya doesn't apologize once. She actually explains why, like, you came in hot. I had nobody in my corner to, like, match your energy, so I had to match your energy. That's, like, That's my least favorite approach ever in these shows is the explanation instead of just apologizing, especially when it's... Like, we're in episode fucking 16. That happened in episode 15. two. Like, it's been months. We're still talking about, like, yes, you guys haven't seen each other since then. Here's a good chance to squash it. Okay, squash it. Just apologize. Nobody cares anymore. But that's Kenya. 
Kenya, of course, as we saw when she walked in, everybody has to know who I am. So she's not going to bow down to Martell in this situation. And she didn't. And just say, look, like, yeah, I was out of line. I had my facts wrong. I, I, I don't really know. If she just started off by saying the way that she started it off, you know, I'm always going to have Sheree's back. I want to make sure that she's protected. But I'm happy that you guys are happy. That's how you do it. Happy that you guys are happy. Really sorry. Okay, move on. Bum, yeah. Boom, done. Awesome. That's it. Great. Just That's move it. on. But instead, she just takes the route of explaining away and explaining why she was like that. If you're going to do that, then maybe also lend a, a helping hand to Martell and say, I also understand where you were coming from because you were blindsided by that. So I get it. It was a miscommunication. Boom, done. You want to do that too? Gives, Great. Yeah. Just all over the place. Instead, it's like, no, this is why I was feeling this way. And then Martell has to awkwardly apologize for his part in it, which he should. Yeah, and the then, she literally she gives one of those stupid apologies. That's like, yeah. if you were offended, I'm sorry. It's like, no, that's not an apology. That's no, like, she'll just never take responsibility for her shitty actions. It's annoying. But the last thing is um, Drew shows up to the party and there is a man inside who allegedly assaulted her. Uh, we didn't know that. And she refuses to come into the party. We get the lowdown. They were at a bar or a club and she was dancing and had her shoes off and this guy picked up a shoe and threw it at her he claims that she threw her cheap ass bag at him first but to ken uh, sorry to candy's point in this scene candy said i'm gonna side with a person that's not trying to start shit and this man's clearly trying to start some shit and he is like the way the word choice he's using how he's going about it he immediately gets intense he's immediately talking shit about oh yeah like she's cheap her cheap ass bag making fun of her talking shit about her instead of just saying this is what happened in the situation he immediately goes to name calling and putting her down yep i'm going to take the side of drew as well you're trying to be the aggressor here and you are the one that allegedly threw the shoe we don't hear about the handbag i heard about who throws a shoe honestly honestly Austin but Powell. no, I, I I thought the I thought the exact same thing, and I'm actually really happy because I know that like in the past when I'm watching these shows, when somebody has that kind of reaction, and like obviously you know Drew having her issues, maybe she doesn't want to be around anybody to begin with. I would have thought, okay, she's making an excuse for not showing up. Like she showed up, she's gonna have people come outside so she can say hi, and then she's gonna leave because she has beef with somebody, whatever. But you're right. As soon as it wasn't even, they didn't even start talking to him directly. He was just next nope. to. I think Sheree was talking and he was right there and he was ready to roll. I think he immediately turns over with that in his head, ready to start shit. So I think you're right. I think that it was premeditated. He knew that Drew was going to show up. So he was going to start shit as soon as she walked in. He didn't have the mentality of, oh, you know, like maybe that was a misunderstanding, like whatever, we'll just move past it or I'm going to ignore you. If you do have that issue, you just kind of like avoid somebody in a party and just try to not make him feel awkward. Maybe you don't want to feel awkward, whatever. But yes, he was absolutely the aggressor in all of this which I fully agree with Candy. So That's yeah, no, think. absolutely not. Now, I do have an issue with Sheree not just hearing that and saying, you need to calm the fuck down or leave. I have an she issue takes with Sheree inviting him, period. Inviting said, him, well, I'm inviting cool him, period. Like, yeah, she goes, I'm that. still cool with him because him and Martell were hanging out. I also don't really understand how Sheree's just like, oh yeah, I- I'm cool with him. So like Drew's going to have to figure it out. Like, no. Yeah, like, no. Like, no. If, if, you, if that's, that's new information. Sheree, dude. Sheree is sneakier then not than we think she's just sneaky she does this shit she tries to be the one that's going to take the whole group on this healing trip to yeah. portugal right but in the in between you read between the lines she does sketchy shit like she sets people up she says things she she airs out people's info in front of the group when you shouldn't she's the one that brought up the lawsuit five times that drew's yep. going through 
You know what I mean? Like she leans on the the crutch of I'm a good friend, but then does sketchy shit. And then she's yep. like, but I do all these nice things for people. It's like, no, but you can't throw a one liner in there as you're doing it because it negates everything else. Exactly. Yeah, it's I I had a big issue with what Sheree was doing, and she just kind of downplayed it by saying, you know, this is a big day. You're not going to ruin Mecca's day. Like this is everything that's going on right now. Yeah. We're not doing this. Like, no. First off, it's your day. You've made it very clear that it's your day. Second off, just you know, be be a good friend. Maybe Third, maybe talk. It's to, your guest list. Yeah, it's your guest list. Maybe in that moment, talk to Anthony and just say, you know what? I want Drew to be able to come in here. Go away. Go somewhere Go else. If you start Take starting shit, we're, we're going to have security come off. over and kick you the fuck out. Like you that's know? that's the approach. And then you know what? Then it's in Drew's court. Like, hey, talk to Anthony. Really sorry. Completely forgot about the whole thing. They've been hanging out like he was invited, blah, 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 whatever. If you still feel uncomfortable, you don't have to come in. But I did talk to him and he's not going to start any shit. Right. Then Put you give it, it to Drew. Drew. And if Drew yeah. doesn't want to come in, then that's fine. That's entirely her right to not come in. Nobody's going to blame her for that. It's just it's shitty behavior by Sheree there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Totally agree. But let's keep trucking. We got uh, Rosie now. A little OC action. We've had a little bit of a break. I will say... And Dev texted me that this episode was lit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm really not looking forward to watching it. I, and this is the second time in a row that I'm saying I didn't mind the episode. I had said that about the episode two weeks ago. This one was good, I thought, actually. I thought I liked the, this. I actually the drama liked this was good. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of, we got deeper, though. Like, it got exactly. in between That's lines. The like, Shannon wasn't able to deflect this time. Yes, Shannon wasn't able to deflect. It wasn't just everybody kind of ganging up on her which we never really like anyway we got way deeper we got an emily that was upset because of her friendship with shannon we got you know gina's still doing gina things which is fine whatever we got more out of jen which was weird it was more of a jen episode that was kind of crazy to see um but yeah kind of what you said like the fact that we got deeper into it and there's people not showing up to parties you know, I I don't really give a shit what Heather's doing. I mean, it's a it, really cool apartment. That's great. But that storyline of the entire episode was just meaningless to me. I really don't care. Like, she's not part of this group it was at filler. all. That was filler. It was absolutely filler. But she is literally moving from the OC to L.A. She no, is no longer seeing somebody else for a little while. Sure. Yeah, whatever. She's not even at the parties. She's not involved. People are talking about her, but she's not on the phone with anybody. She's not FaceTiming anybody during all of this. Nobody's checking in with Heather. Heather's entire storyline this episode was, well, we're moving out of this house. And we're moving into another one. That's awesome. Well, she has the That's first great. talk with Shannon. That was it. 
yeah but whatever it. it's just it's just stupid like i I agree. That part of it's stupid. But yeah, I don't want to take away from the episode because I actually did enjoy the episode because we got more drama. We got more details. We got a lot of face to face action. We got some resolution here and there. So it it kind of brought everything. It felt real. Now, I don't I still don't feel a connection. I I don't know if you know, I I still don't feel a connection with anybody. But it was from an entertainment standpoint, it was enjoyable. Yeah. And that's what we want on on franchises that we don't necessarily click or vibe with. We just want an entertaining episode. We will not like there's been franchises in the past that we haven't been like, oh, we fucking love this, but we can appreciate a good episode week to week. We hate OC, yeah. but we will give it credit when it does a good job. This was a good episode. Continue this. And we might like the show more, but we start out and Gina and Heather are FaceTiming. This is one of the few Heather interactions we get. But Heather's going to talk to Shannon and try to i don't understand like i guess get on the same page but that's the thing with most of these women is they're never wrong nobody's wrong heather's not wrong even though she was not a vault you are talking about shannon's shit elsewhere but understandably so because shannon's talking about her shit with everybody everywhere yep but nobody can be wrong so they end up just yelling at each other not getting along nobody's going to this goddamn party in this facetime gina's like i'm not going anymore because I don't like how she treated me. I don't like how she's talking. I'm not going. Heather's not going for the same reasons. But Heather and Shannon sit down to discuss things. And Heather, once again, has to say she's a vault. If you have to emphasize that you're a vault this many times, you are not a vault, period. And you haven't been. You really haven't been. You can go to the clips that I'm not saying Heather was the first one to air out Shannon's dirty laundry, but she has no issue talking about it with any of the other ladies. We've seen that. But in this scene, she highlights the fact that Shannon is the one that is the driving force. She drinks and she calls people and she says everything. She airs out all of her shit. Every single woman in the group, Emily, Gina, Heather, they've all gotten these phone calls. They all have reason to worry about Shannon and John. When Shannon says, come to me with it, it's like, well, technically they have because you've discussed it with them. So for them to talk amongst themselves after they've all had the same conversation with you is what concerned friends do. Yes. They're worried that, about you. Yeah. And I that fully goes on Shannon for spilling that. And and we kind of highlighted it a couple of weeks ago when we talked about it. You can see that like worry in her face when Emily says, look, we had this full conversation. Shannon does not remember the conversation, but nope. she knows that it probably happened. You can see yep. that all happen in one split second on her face. That scene so, takes away from her argument forever. By forever. The uh, yeah, by the way, for completely forever. And I, I do light agree. light just turned on behind you? What's that? Oh, uh, yeah, my light just turned on. Yeah, it's on a timer. Oh, that just scared the shit out of me. I was like, bro. You... Hello? <laughs> You're going like to watch a murder there. in real time. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I, I do fully agree. And, I, and this is kind of what we do when we try to take real aspects from these shows. And we think about things like that. If any of your friends and you have like a close knit group of friends, if somebody's going through marital issues or family issues or whatever, yeah, maybe you'll go to one person to confide in. And that person isn't going to tell the rest of the friends because they don't know what's going on. I'm not going to tell you the entire story. So you confided in me. Let's just continue to have an open communication so that I make sure that you're okay. Once you start to talk to everybody else, everybody else is going to get an indication like, oh, wow, you talked to Shannon, too. You talked. Now, I'm not saying these women did this. But you put the pieces together and you realize you're all hearing the same stories. 
Exactly. Now you have a commonality. Now you're friends of another friend who's going through shit and you all know the same stories or maybe you know a little bit something a little bit different, whatever. You're going to do that out of concern. That is what happens in every friend group. Now, in the cat friend groups, yeah. In good friend groups, yes. The caveat to this is I like Heather and Shannon aren't really good friends. So why the fuck no. does Heather know what's going on? It's just Shannon spilling the beans. The fault really does go fully back on Shannon. I, I, there's Shannon. no other way. Like I, I do have an issue with Heather saying that she's a vault over and over again when clearly you're talking. We have film of you talking to other people. But this wouldn't be out there if Shannon wasn't doing the things that she's doing where she's just getting drunk and calling people and telling them all of the issues and telling them about fights that she had. Obviously, they're going to be concerned. I don't think Heather's talking to other people out of concern. I think she likes to gossip. But Gina, I feel like, commiserates a little bit with it. She had an issue with like her past relationships. A little bit, she sure. understands where it goes from. But when you're going to come after her, then she's going to have issues with that. Emily's the same way. She's actually concerned about what Shannon's going through. Who are Emily you is the to? most concerned. The most she's concerned. genuinely concerned. And that's the thing. When Shannon sits there with Emily and yells at her and says, you got to come to me about it. Emily, sit, or Shannon, I did come to you. We've had this discussion a bunch of times. What do you want me to do? You're not doing anything about it. I'm talking to somebody else who knows what's going on. And we're, as concerned friends, trying to figure it out. So all of the blame goes back on Shannon. I really don't have any issues when she's being outlandish and going back at them. I have no issues with them not going to the party. Obviously, there's filming issues no, to, to come into question. But I don't have any issues with them not going to the party because Shannon has not shown any remorse for going after you. And she's no, not she's going to. She's taking zero she, accountability. And she wants you to come to her to apologize, which yeah, if you're not going to do the that, whole... then don't do it. But it's just confusing because like her FaceTime with Emily, too, and Emily finally gets fed up and just drops the Jekyll and Hyde comment. And yep. she's like so upset about it. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you'd say that. But if you look at her demeanor before that comment is even made, she's like a hurt puppy. She's yep. like everyone. She says the words incredibly hurt 16 times this episode. I was just incredibly hurt. Because my friends are doing this and that, my blah, 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 victim, victim, victim. It's like, dude, you made this bed. You talk about this shit. And you don't want to. And then it all snapped into focus for me because she goes storming off the set and she's trying to take her mic off and she's talking to cameras behind the scene as though it's not going to be put on TV. And she finally says, like, what the issues are. John's kid doesn't like her. Big fucking problem. Is there enough money between the two of them? Big fucking problem. And the third one is, which was it? It was, does he have enough time for me? Yep. Those are serious things. Those are also things that you confide. Clearly, you confided in your friends about it. And I believe all of them. I don't believe you. Your issue with this whole thing is that they're concerned and they're talking about it because you talk about it because you are Jekyll and Hyde. You get drunk, you call them, and you tell them all these things. When yep. multiple people say literally the interaction on FaceTime with Emily and Shannon was the same as the conversation that Heather and Shannon had. If two different people are doing that with the same common denominator, who's at fault? Fucking Shannon. Yes, a thousand percent. And her being incredibly hurt does not change any of that. No. Because you wouldn't be incredibly hurt if you didn't do this. So you're really just playing that card because you want fake sympathy from people and you want the audience to hear your story and be like, oh, they do need to stop talking shit about you, Shannon. Yeah. It's like, no. They're trying to help you. You're being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And at the core of the entire issue with the relationship, you have to imagine she's afraid of ending the relationship because she doesn't want to be alone or she's afraid of John. I mean, that scene on the boat when she's talking about, like, are you creating waves? And he freaks out and says, do you see any wake? Like, no, clearly she shuts down and can't talk anymore. 
And she says, no, this is going to be bad. Like, no, this is not fun. But I don't know. In that interaction, I don't know who's worse there because Shannon's (laughs) overreacting to the thing, and John's being dismissive. So they don't belong together. That's the end of it all. So just just problems. (laughs) I think she's I think she's just afraid of being alone. I can't speak on John's motives. We don't get enough out of him. She's probably just afraid of being alone and losing John because she has some, some sort of sense of security with him, even though it's miserable half of the time. So we get conflicting reports. She says he doesn't want to be on camera. Heather and the crew says that he loves the limelight. I I just have no idea what to even think there. It's just the whole thing's a clusterfuck. And the fact that she's getting mad that her friends are concerned and talking about it is wild. Yeah. Would you rather them not check in and just if you're having paralyzing arguments, Shannon, you're not supposed to feel paralyzed ever in a relationship. Yeah. And that's also not a bad. I don't talk about cheating. I don't talk about adultery. I just have really abuse, paralyzing like, yeah, or abuse. I just have really, really paralyzing arguments. What? Yeah. That sounds like abuse. That sounds like a really bad thing <laughs> and maybe not a great situation. Like fuck. Yeah, just, that would be crazy. concerning. If you said that to me, if you and my friend said that to me, I'd be genuinely concerned. I'd be like, fuck, I turn that we light need on. to get to the bottom of this. I know I saw that. Okay. All right. But let's get to the fiesta. Uh it's National Taco Day, so Shannon's party is fiesta themed and we get senior noodles and he is on the plancha he's making the the food look great the tacos look great bravo senior noodles i texted you because i know you have a uh an issue with people freestyling you're not a big fan but i texted you and said what do you think of senior noodles freestyle and i like i had i had no issues no i didn't say i liked it um i had no issues with it why i do why was that one okay i want to know i want to know what dictates a versus an unacceptable one two critical factors one funny ass name senior noodles sick name love that shit two it was on tv it was not in front of me if it happens in front of me and i'm there i get very uncomfortable and i will walk away that's okay so those are the two deciding right. factors for me. Yeah. Okay, if, that's fair. Look, if we're watching Eight Mile and we're watching, I mean, those are good freestyles. We got Rabbit, great name. So I, there's there's <laughs> things that go into it. So it's on TV. I'm not like in the moment. I'm not there. Are you comparing Senior Noodles to Eminem from Eight Mile? Yes, I am actually. <laughs> I'd love to see that rap <laughs> Um But at this dinner, we get a little bit of John and we get a little bit of Ryan. And yeah. I will say, I like Jen. I like Jen. I like what she does with her children. I like that we are able to be a fly on the wall for her conversations with her adopted son. Yep. I think it's incredibly progressive. I think it's very positive to to talk to him that way. Like it was just a very very beautiful scene to see her interact with the kids and she always has a good relationship and good scenes with her family and I appreciate that. I do not like Ryan. I think he's gross and I think that he's setting her up. But in this scene you get John and Ryan and between the two of them, one, John says, he emphasizes our relationship's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's like, okay, John, <laughs> not the time. <laughs> somebody makes a joke. Eddie, he's like, are you having sex with other people? And Ryan stands up and goes, that's me. It's like, dude, stop. It's near at the point yet to make this a funny joke because you are still in question, sir. People are still concerned that you actually are having sex with other people. Yes. John, people are still concerned that you're an asshole behind closed doors. So, hey, guys, don't hurt your own story 
by speaking up and being funny here because it's one of those jokes where it's like, ha ha, he's serious though, right? <laughs> yeah, he's totally absolutely. Serious, right? <laughs> yeah, and I thought, I honestly, I thought the best part about the whole party, Tamar, Tamar didn't annoy me. There was no uh, she issue with. Didn't Tamar. annoy me until she threw his his water gun. I didn't. I didn't really give a shit about Why, that. Why though? That fuck. Yeah, that made whatever. me mad. It's. You know how expensive oh, okay. those big ass water guns are. No, I I'm actually not have no kidding. Idea. They're like a hundred bucks. Wow. And so for Senor Noodles, who is, you know, his own business, I'm assuming, who who buys all of his own stuff, buys a tequila shotgun, and then some drunk little blonde lady chucks it across like the parking lot. I would have a problem. With that. Yeah, I guess that's kind of fair. But I'm also nitpicking because I hate Tamara. But I know, I know, one. I know. I, I honestly, it's she. She just hasn't been a presence in these last couple of episodes, and. I'm okay with that. Lo and behold, we've enjoyed these last couple of. Oh, episodes. that's an interesting so, point. It's, that's yeah, really I know. Point. It's just maybe she kind of figured it out. Maybe she, maybe she tired no, herself out in the first couple it. of episodes. Stop it! Don't give her any credit. <laughs> Shut up. We're moving on. I'm not. I'm not continuing this farce. <laughs> this ridiculous conversation. Tamara's been great. I love stop two it. teas in a pod. The next thing that I want to talk about is Shannon once again, and this is where Shannon does herself no favors. We have heard her discuss Jen. We've heard her discuss Gina. And once again, we have her talking about Gina and Travis. For all intents and purposes, Gina and Travis are fine. We've seen yep. them interact. They seemed fine. We've had multiple discussions from Heather. Now we're having Shannon chime in about Gina discussing her previous marriage with Travis. Now, if you do not know the dynamic of Travis and Gina, which they clearly do not because Gina and Travis are now married and doing fine, don't comment on it. If that's her person to go to with her issues with her marriage and he's cool with it as an accepting partner should be, is there a limit? Like, could he get frustrated sometimes? Maybe. Maybe you'll be like, hey, I don't like I, you keep talking about him. But even then, I can't see a scenario in which if Dev came to me about an ex and had a big issue and needed to work through it, where I'd be like, dude, dude, come on. We're not talking about that. Like, that's you. You're, you're my significant other. I deserve, or you deserve to be able to sit there and discuss any issues you're having with me so yes. we can have an open, honest relationship. So I get really weird when people talk about that stuff. I don't understand why that's their well, place I to comment. The comment that really sent me over the edge was Shannon saying, if I went to John and was talking about my uh, if, yeah if, if i went to john and i was talking about david Bedore, he would have so many issues with that i that's think that problem. says more about your relationship with john than it does 100%. about anything else you were, and like i think that's just like where her mind is it's been twisted into this i can't talk to john about these types of things oh. so that means that all relationships are like that that's just how it works and look i, I, I understand right. that and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people kind of get like that in relationships especially good like toxic relationships you get to a point where you feel like Oh, I can't do this with my significant other. Maybe that's just how relationships are. And I'm asking too much out of this person. So that that's way, really I understand what all relationships are supposed to be like. So how dare you go to Travis and talk about your ex all the time? He's going to kick you out the door. No, he's not. It sounds like he's a really loving spouse. I mean, they got married recently. So it sounds like he's a really loving husband. And he's supporting his wife. He's supporting his significant other. What do you, what do you take away from that? Well, that's a bad relationship. No, no, that's, that's a, a really good, good relationship. Yeah, and you are in You're no in place to comment. Yeah, yeah. And they're you can't even there talk and... about waves in a lake without getting yelled at. So what are you right. going to do? And there, but she goes on to start talking about once again. She always has to bring up the fact that she helped Gina get out of a DUI or helped her through the process of getting a DUI. 
but on national TV, she has to bring up Gina and child protective services in the same sentence. And that is so fucked up. Like we know she got a DUI. Allegedly she was going to get arrested at like eight in the morning and she was with her children at the time and says they would have been taken by child protective services. What you're doing cop, by the way, yeah, in the interview room, that was what he pulled the fucking dipsy do water. Was that because of the cameras? He was like, yeah, you know, there's a warrant out for your arrest, so like we can go over and arrest you. But we're not going to do that right now. Like, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Like, I don't why know. did he do that? Maybe Shannon pulled some strings as she claimed to have done with the D or the DA. I don't know, but like, for you to paint this picture, that's all that matters is what you're uh-huh. saying. The sentence that comes out of your mouth just by saying Gina and Child Protective Services in the same sentence, you call into question her ability to be a mother the safety of her children because she made a mistake yep she did not say that she was doing wheelies and donuts in the parking lot hammered with her kids in the back they said that at eight in the morning the following day they were going to arrest her that's a very different story what you're painting is a story of a dangerous alcoholic mother that doesn't take care of her kids and that's exactly how gina takes it later as any mother would how could you call into question the safety of my children my ability as a mom because you're having a beef with me that's too low. What's rule number one? Keep the kids out of it. Keep the kids out of it. Thank you. It yeah, took you way okay. too long. I, but... <laughs> I thought it was a rhetorical question. It's a rhetorical question, Farley. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that scene really pissed me off. But they move on from there and we get Heather's. Look, the apartment's gorgeous. Is, is it a little gaudy? Sure. But it it is in keeping with who heather dubrow is it's it's very tastefully done for the most part i think the initials of the designer on the tables and shit is dumb as shit i would be livid if i spent that much money and there was a curly q like jd or whatever the fuck his name is in my table i don't need to see your name buddy i don't need to see it it's like put it this way like lamborghini doesn't have to do commercials you know what i'm saying no they don't but like if you had i mean if gucci had done your dining room table gucci did your whole apartment and there was a gucci sign on the dining room table would you be pissed off about that i would think that was the tech yeah maybe not you yeah (laughs) i'm asking the wrong person i mean i would probably do the same thing um but like in general it's just brand names and that's just you're either a brand name person or you're not or you're a person that really appreciates brand names because they do make finer things but you just try to hide the label a little bit more. There's yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of different caveats to this. It's a thing. beautiful apartment. Heather. It is it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful apartment. apartment. I liked the apartment a lot. I um, love that the sun's like, yeah, I'm gonna bring back some strange. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to move over here. I'm gonna bring but back I also some like here's the thing with Heather. Like her interactions when she's not with the group, when she's with her family, she's not bad. I like she's that not. she like she has a good report. I don't know, kids. honestly. Like, I think the kid if you makes take the joke her... and she's like, "La la la, don't tell me." Like, please don't use my bedroom. Like, that's funny, and that's a normal. Like, you're normal in that moment. I like that. It, that was. It kind of puts my brain through a bit of a loop too, because we love the scenes with family because we can kind of connect on a deeper level with these women. I wonder if Heather was just like maybe in a different setting, maybe with different housewives or whatever. Maybe we would like her more. I don't know. Oh, I, you I made just a think move. That, yeah, she I think went if to she, Beverly Hills, which might be to, happening. I don't know. I I think that some people and like, I only look, say I, it I might know, be happening because it's in LA. We haven't heard yeah, anything. Yeah, before. We have people no are like, idea. "Oh, the Brawl Bros said." <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't say anything. Um, no, I honestly, I kind of go between it a lot. I think, and I know Heather's been around forever. I just think that maybe she's not good at her job, 
Like, I think that oh. she's fine. I think she's like, that's an indication. Like during the family scenes, we like that. We enjoy that. I think she's phoning it in at this point. Yeah. Maybe she's phoning it in. Like I didn't watch a lot of like the past seasons with her or anything. So maybe she was better before. Maybe she's phoning it in now. Maybe she is making a move. Who the hell knows? But the main component of these shows is how do you interact with these other women? And in general, pretty much across the board, there's not a lot to to write home about with any of these women. They're just it, the scenes with all of them together haven't hit this episode. Like I said, it's been a lot better like this. There was a lot of actual good palpable drama that we were sort of invested in. There's just not a lot else there. So it could just be a dying show in general. And maybe they're, everybody's just phoning it in for this for that matter. But. I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on how a lot of people are liking this season. So I don't know. I mean, the last two episodes have been better. This one was definitely my favorite one in a long time. The last scene is just Emily and Shannon talking. Um, and again, Shannon says, I'm incredibly hurt. Emily apologizes. Shannon does not. At no point does she say that she is sorry. She instead throws out, you know, people are talking about info on John about cheating and abuse and drug use. It's like, whoa. I, I haven't heard that. I've yeah, heard that there's some from... bad things going on behind the scenes, but I haven't heard that. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just, we went from we have really bad arguments and that's it, and I'm paralyzed from the arguments to drugs and cheating. Like, oh okay. yeah, what? I, I where that I, that's from? the first I'm hearing that. I'm like, are people alluding to worse things? Yeah, but you're the one that labeled it. Yeah, I just the lack of accountability from Shannon every time, the lack of an apology, the fact that she's always the victim, the fact that she can't look at these situations and understand where she went wrong and maybe have a little bit of a tiff with her friends because yeah, they are talking behind your back technically, but it's all in support of you. No one's sitting there going, Shannon's miserable. Her relationship sucks. Like fuck her. They're going, is Shannon good? Because she doesn't seem good. And John seems sketchy. That's a good friend. I don't understand what more. Yeah, you but want. it's slowly me, turning into it's right. slowly turning into Shannon sucks and Shannon's a bitch. Like this is what's going on now because of what she's doing. If you went about it a different way and you actually accepted the concern from your friends, then this would continue and they're going to continue to check in on you. But instead, you're being aggressive they're and checking and, out. Yeah, they're checking out. And they're also saying that you're an asshole because of the way that you're reacting this, to these things. Like you're going to lose friends this. over it and you're going to lose all the people that are actually concerned that might be able to help you out of a bad relationship. Instead, you're choosing the bad relationship, which again, I'm sure happens all the time and it's really fucking sad, but we're getting, we're getting to watch this on TV and it's rough. It's just not, it's, really it's not enjoyable to watch, but you know what? I guess it is real. Yeah, and, but even at the end of that conversation, Emily still wants to move on. Shannon has taken no accountability, did not apologize, didn't acknowledge her role in it, does not ever want, if she was able to at least say at one point, like, maybe I need to stop talking about it if I don't want them to talk about it, that's one thing. But she just wants other people to take her side and say that they wronged her. And it just, yeah. I can't stand people like that. It doesn't It doesn't compute. I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's kind of sad because you get to see Emily and she's like, look, we're just, I just want to move Emily's past this. Emily's genuinely upset. I know. And Emily just wants to move past it. And I think that's in real time watching Emily kind of rationalize the whole thing. Like, I, we're not going to be able to get a whole lot of actual emotion out of Shannon. She's just backing it. And you're watching your friend in real time just go back to their terrible, toxic relationship. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, that's actually pretty sad. And I, look, I feel bad for like this is obviously reaction stuff aside feel bad for shannon like shannon's clearly in a really bad relationship and she doesn't know what to do about it she's stuck yeah. she is stuck in there and she's supporting a person 
who's not supporting her. And you can see that happen. You're watching Emily, probably her closest friend on the show. They are actually that close. We, have, we don't know. have a lot of are any of them. Speak. Is anybody close know. in these shows? I, have no I don't idea. know, but she seems the most concerned about it. But it's just I'm curious, yeah. like how close they actually were. But I don't know. Uh, we, we can't have that many more episodes left, but you know, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, that takes to the questions and I got them queued up already. So let's, uh, let's go. dive right in. Do dive right in from Audrey Fugati. Fugate. I've done that name before. I definitely yes, have. Yes, you have. Um, are we going to get an episode that Shannon doesn't walk out of? Uh, Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to assume not. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we will. Like ever ready and willing to acknowledge her relationship and doesn't get mad at people for questioning her relationship? No, I don't think so. No, probably not. From Cat uh, Bayless. Breaking the fourth wall is becoming more common. Do you like that for the show? I do. Yes. I I do. We I mean we got a uh, a double up like consecutive or I guess at the same time whatever uh, fourth wall break today in OC. So yep. that was interesting to see. I, I mean I like it to an extent. I don't want them to overdo it though. You know when it's necessary. No, because I like then it, it takes happens. away from what's happening on screen, like the actual yes, exactly. show. It, if it ha- if it keeps being wildly different, breaking the fourth wall, then it becomes more and more evident that what we're getting during the show is not real, and that's yes. a bummer. Yes, yeah, I agree. Let's see. Let's do two more, guys. Two more from Happy just now. At what point do we step in? Wee's in quotes. Do we step into an abusive relationship on Housewives? Not speculating to Shannon, just in general. And that's an interesting question for where Bravo is as a network right now, because they're facing some scrutiny from Bethany Frankel, and apparently some of the other Bravo personnel have signed on to that lawsuit or attempt at a lawsuit. I think that they're going to have to be more aware of things moving forward. I think they are going to have to start stepping in. I think that the drama and that horrible situation on below deck is going to highlight that as well. And the fact that they did step in there was um, amazing. The crew stepped in to help out, but yeah, I don't think that any viewer wants to see abuse on TV. I don't think any viewer wants to see anything of that nature uh, whether it's domestic abuse, whether it's sexual assault, like that's not for TV. That's not for life. That's not for any situation. So yes, I think that they need to be more conscious of what's going on and make more of an effort to help these people out when they need it. Because at the end of the day, and we get more of this than our audience because we interact with some of these guys, uh, some of these people. And when you talk to Bravo Lebs off the camera, they are people. They're 100% people with issues and problems and real lives. And when you get that side of them, yeah, like people need to look out for them. Bravo is a network. When shit gets really hairy, doesn't make for good TV. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something that puts them in danger, then absolutely not. Absolutely not. Step in, do something about it. So I, yeah, I think they should start being more aware. Yeah, I agree. And the last question from Michelle Ann Locke. Is she nuts? Uh, regarding Shannon. I don't think Shannon's nuts. I think she's no. in a bad relationship. Yeah, I think she's in a bad relationship and we're watching that. And it's, like I said, it's tough to watch. It is. And we actually sympathize with her because I don't think her responses are who she is. I think she's defensive 
which we see a lot of people in bad relationships. When you are in a bad relationship, you get defensive of your significant other. It's just, it's yep. second nature. So I think that's what we're seeing. No, I don't think she's nuts. Nope. But you got anything else? I'm good. Well, remember to follow us on our socials at Bravo underscore bros. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please click that subscribe button. Even if you don't YouTube a lot, it helps us out a lot. At Brav Bros Podcast is our YouTube channel. Um, other than that, just keep an eye out for the bros. We got things things cooking, things in the works. Um, and we're very excited about some of the things in the works. So stay tuned to our socials. Keep up with us. But uh, shoots, enjoy your vacation. I'm sure I'll see way too much of you in the next 11 days. Um, great. Maybe. Maybe not. That's what do you think? I'm just going like, to come over and just like post up in your back room, just hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see you coming over and just posting up and hanging out. That doesn't play seem like dog, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll play with so you'll, you'll play with my dog. That's yeah. so sweet. But that's all we got. I'm going to go enjoy dinner with my wife and my in laws down to shore. We're in Wildwood. Where are you I'm going to dinner? Vacay. Oh, fuck. Uh, the dock. Okay. Is that yeah, right? That's a good spot. Yeah. The dock. Yeah. We're going to yeah. the dock. Um, I believe. Like that could have changed. I've been locked in a bedroom for an hour and a half talking to your stupid face. So I don't know. Hey, hey, bro. Bros are out of here. Bye. Later's on the men, Jay. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.